Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, lovely people. This is Steph here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey. And we are recording another episode of the Messy Walk Podcast. We are here. We are still in our series, Things I Wish I Would Have Known When I Started Following Jesus. So how have you felt about this series, Adam? Um, I have actually really enjoyed this series. And I you know, I tend to say that about everything. So so somebody will be like, you you know, the series that you're preaching, what do you think about it? I'm like, this is my favorite one yet, right? But and then every single one ends up being one I'm excited for, or it's like Every Sunday, I'm so excited for Sunday. That's just not true, right? And so all out of all the podcast stuff we've done, not all of them I've been excited about. And I've listened back to some of them over the, you know, because we're, we're, we're two and a half years in now. Um, That's amazing. Like we're pushing, we're pushing, we do about 50 a year, 49, 50 a year. So we're pushing uh, uh, three years now at this point. And there's a lot of them that I'm, that I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's okay. You know, I wasn't that excited about this one. I I really really have liked this series, and especially I just stopped and listened today. I stopped and listened to episode one twenty five of which is of this series that we're in right now. Things I wish I I would have known when I first started following Jesus, and that one was um, you're not alone in your struggles. I think it was number four mm-hmm. of the series, and that might be the best thing we've ever recorded on this podcast. <laughs> like it, it's it's terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it speaks to me directly, which is really weird. It's it's weird to listen to something that you're saying, and it speak to you directly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not something somebody else said, but something that you're saying. But it's really helpful, and so I've enjoyed the series so far. A lot. So have I. Yeah, a lot. And this is your first one. Yeah, my Many, first one. And look, we, you just started <laughs> on this thing, and we've already done like seven since you started, or something like that. I think this is. I think this one will be your seventh since yeah. you started. So, because uh, we had an intro one for you, and then this is our sixth one in this series, just like so that. Wild. So wow! Right, it goes by fast. But I've enjoyed it; it's been fun. I have too. Okay, so we are on episode one twenty-seven, and this is number six. Most people don't pray well. Yeah. So one of the things we wish we'd have known when we started following Jesus is that most people don't pray well. Most people don't pray very well. Um, and I kind of wish somebody would have told me this because there's this weird, uh, I don't know, there's this weird dynamic in the church world that there's so many people always so far ahead of you in their faith and and people who are great Christ followers and mature Christ followers, right, that they just pray perfectly and prayer is this easy thing for them. Um, and, and it's just not really accurate. And so knowing, once again, just like the episode I was just talking about, knowing that other people struggle um, helps you. Knowing that other people don't pray well helps you as well. The vast majority of our Christians I know, including mature Christians, excuse me, the vast majority of them struggle with prayer. Like I probably, I can probably only tell you maybe three or four that I know who are really, really mature in their faith that pray well, That, that, you know, their prayer life is something that you would call like, I don't know something you would want to want to follow. You would want to emulate, right? And in that, and then I got a lot of pastor friends too, and virtually every pastor friend I know says that they struggle with prayer, right? And those are yeah. spiritual leaders in the church, right? They're leading churches, they're leading teams. Some of them are leading monstrous, huge churches. Like I spent time 
uh, last year with a pastor of one of the largest churches in America over the course of a weekend, and he said multiple times that he struggles with prayer. Um, you know, so so most people don't pray well, and that's good to know. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it helps you to know this. And so, if you're new to following Jesus, you 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 hit the, this podcast at the perfect time because this is what this is designed for. Or if you are just kind of getting back into the flow of Jesus, but regardless, wherever you're at in your walk with Jesus, um, it's good to know that most people do not pray well. The the only prayers I heard when I was newly following Jesus, right? So when I was a kid. Only prayers I ever heard came from a pastor, a deacon, a Bible study leader, right? A, um, a Sunday school teacher. Those mm-hmm. are the only prayers that I ever heard. And those prayers sounded polished, eloquent, deep. Um, they used big words that I didn't understand. They had these phrases in the beginning and these phrases at the end that made it sound so clean. Yeah. And reverent, right? Like they were just, it just sounded like they knew what they were doing. Um, And I still see this pop out sometimes. Like, for example, I used to hear my father pray when I was a kid um, and he was, he was a Sunday school teacher and, you know, that kind of stuff, a deacon and stuff. And I'd hear him in public and then I'd hear him when we were at a, you know, somebody asked him to pray at a barbecue or whatever we were at. And my, my dad would always start it off with, our dear Heavenly Father, Lord. I mean, he would just, just go into that voice, right? And it sounded so amazing. And then the same thing at the end, right? And then a lot of people had those cool endings where it would be like, you know, um, and all the people of God said, right? They just knew exactly what they saying. And then everybody says amen. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it just sets up so perfectly. They all seemed to really know what they were doing. They all seemed to say these perfect words. Um, and the words that I used when I prayed never really sounded like that. And so I had this feeling, this thought that I could never really reach their level of prayer. Does that make sense? Yes, you it know? does. Um, but I didn't know <laughs> that these same people who um, sounded like they prayed amazingly all the time and gave off this this air, this sense. I'm not saying in a negative way, just this air of sense of, oh, my goodness, these, these people are mature and praying, that they struggled in their personal life with prayers. You know, I didn't know that. Um and perhaps if if I would have known that they struggled and I could admit that I struggled with prayer, maybe we could have helped each other, right? That's right. In, instead of um, somebody, somebody being in a position where they feel like they can't share that they struggle um, because people think that they have a solid prayer life or you being a junior Christian or a baby Christian and feeling like you can't share that you struggle in your prayer life uh, because you're just a baby Christian, you don't have, you know, that level of experience. And so maybe if that's not the case, we could help each other pray. But most people, listen to me on the podcast, most people do not pray well. Most people struggle with um, time to pray. They struggle with what to say. They struggle with listening. They struggle with timing. Um, They struggle with consistency in it. Mm -hmm. They struggle with making it just consistent and it not being – in the moment as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like I pray in the morning and I pray at night, but I don't ever think to pray during the day or I don't stop and pray when something's happening. Like most people struggle with prayer, yeah. um, which is a big deal. It's a big deal because prayer is pretty crucial to our relationship with God, right? Yeah. Like you cannot have a relationship with someone if you don't communicate with them. That's right. right. So, so if you and Jonathan, your new hubby, 
<laughs> um, <laughs> they just got recently got married. That sounded weird. That sounded like she had an old hubby and then she got a new one. I didn't mean it that way. She just got her first one. My His only hubby. Jonathan. Yeah, her only hubby. They just got married recently, a couple months ago. Anyway, so if you and Jonathan never, ever communicated, I mean, are you in a relationship at all? It would be almost impossible. He wouldn't have made it that far. Right. If we didn't communicate, mm <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, how can you be in a relationship with someone you don't communicate with? And our, That's right. And what we're supposed to have with God is an actual relationship. We're not talking about religion. We, he's, yeah. Jesus hasn't called us to religion. He's called us to relationship, and he's made a way for us to have a relationship with him. And so if there was no communication between us and God, then there's no real relationship, right? And right. So prayer is us communicating, um, you know, in the Spirit, with the Spirit, Directly to God, That's and right. Him communicating directly to us. And so, if there if that communication doesn't exist, then there's no real relationship there. So, prayer is a pretty crucial thing, right? Yeah. I don't think we can talk about it enough, to be honest with you. And I actually think that half the problems that we have in the church is we don't pray enough. You know, yeah. and I think probably I think probably half the problems we have in our life as Christians too, or our lack of being able to deal with those problems, is that we don't pray enough either. Like that, right. that we don't focus on the significance of prayer, the power of prayer, you know, the power of God through us connecting with Him. Um, I just think it's I think it's one of those things that that we can never talk about enough, right? Like we can't ever as Christ followers, you can't ever talk about the Bible enough, right? You can't ever talk about we can't put a limit on it. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. you can't ever talk about prayer enough, right? And so it's pretty crucial because we have to have a relationship with God. And so if you find yourself right now going. I struggle with prayer. What I would say to you is welcome to the club. Almost every single human being you know does. Even seasoned people. I'm telling you, I'm around them all the time. Um, All the time. As a matter of fact, if you took our staff, and we have a pretty godly staff, um, if you took our staff alone, we do this all the time. So every single month we have what we call uh, MMPs. Um, It's called a monthly ministry plan. And every month we have a one-on-one with each staff member. They, they do this with their direct report leader. Um, and so I do this with our uh, Caswell Campus pastor, Matt, who's been on the podcast a ton, right? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to all his Patrick County people, all 12 of you listening. But regardless, um, he, you know, so every month we sit down and do this. And that monthly ministry plan is not just about um, what are you doing this week? What are your goals this month? What are you trying to accomplish? That's in there. But we also walk through all the marks of spiritual maturity. So we talk to them about how they're managing their finances. We talk to them about um, serving in other areas other than just their job at the church. We talk to them about their uh, Bible study and reading, their family life. We talk to them about prayer. Okay, that's awesome. Right? Every yeah. single month, every single month, every 30 days. And every single one of them consistently puts the prayer part as a struggle. Wow. And those are people in full time ministry, right? So that's good to know. It's like good people to know, need to right? hear that. Yeah. You need to know. Like I wish I would have known when I started following Jesus that uh, most people are going to struggle with prayer because then I realize where I stand, and it's something that we could help each other with. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. If we're all struggling with the same thing, then we are primed to be able to help each other with it all, right? And so what I want to do is share some of the um, obstacles that make it hard for us to pray. So why is the bigger question then, if we all struggle with it, let's move on and say, then why do we all struggle with it? Like, why is it a struggle for everybody? So I've got some obstacles. I've got eight of them. And then at the end of this, I want to give you an acrostic. An acrostic is where you take those little letters, right? And then you, and and you take them in forms of word and then you make things like, like, like an acrostic is, um, um, when you, when it's, when it's mother's day, right. 
and you're a kid and you ain't got no money, so you make your mama or your daddy a Mother's Day or a Father's Day card, right? And you take the word mom and you go, mom. M is for um, you're, you're memorable, right? I'm making up yeah. words now. O is for outstanding, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, or whatever. It's like dad is for... M is for makes biscuits. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and dad is for you're the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. That's an acrostic. So I got one for you at the end of this that will help you with how we're supposed to pray. So let's go into um, the things that keep us from praying. Why is prayer so hard? Why is it so hard? So here's some obstacles. The first one, uh, the devil wants us to stop praying. There's your first one. Yeah. It's a it's a spiritual battle. We just, the last episode, if you go back and listen to our last episode, 126, the fifth one in this series is about the devil being real. And that spiritual warfare is real. So the first one is, is is the enemy wants you not to pray, right? And so he's working against you being in communication because then that affects your relationship with the Lord, right? So yes. there's the first one. And everybody's got that. Everybody's facing the enemy trying to, in all his ways, with all his minions and all his things, trying to keep you from praying. There's the first one. The second one, um, you might have a very weak faith. That might be why it's hard to pray. Your faith's weak. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about... A couple of weeks ago in this episode, I think it was, I think it was, um, uh, it's okay to be a baby Christian in this series. I think that's the one we talked about. That when you start first start following Jesus, you got a lot of passion, but you ain't got a lot of faith because faith ain't grown yet. And then as you keep following, the passion's going to go down a little bit. It's going to wane. It's going to go whatever, right? But faith is going to grow through those seasons of passion going down, right? And so it may just be that you have a weak faith. So if you struggle with praying. And I just told you that virtually everybody does. That could be an indication that your faith is weak. And I can tell you that most of us have um, parts of our faith that are extremely weak. If that makes yeah. any sense. You know what I'm saying? So there's two. Here's the third one. Um, the influence of the flesh is very strong. And so it it pulls us down and it kills the, the prayer of spirit, the spirit of prayer every single day. Mm-hmm. right? Because the influence of our flesh is really, really strong. Uh, the temptation that we have to follow uh, the old man inside of us and what we want in our lives is very, very strong. And so what it will do is is it will kill uh, on a daily basis. It'll kill this desire, this um, discipline to pray. Um, yeah, it makes you selfish. And- yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's real. Like, this is the Messy Walk Podcast. We can be real here. Um I fight temptation all the time in so many ways, mm-hmm. so many ways. There's so much temptation around. I mean, there's just temptation for everything. There's temptation to be selfish. There's temptation to be uh, lazy. There's temptation to be – there's sexual temptation. Mm-hmm. There's temptation to covet. There's temptation to be jealous. I mean – To be offended. Just, be, yes, that's a great one, right? There's so much temptation around you to be offended. If you – if you want to be offended, you got plenty of reasons to be offended, right? There's lots of ways. If you're looking it totally for it, you can find is, yeah. It. You know what I mean? There's so many temptations for us to um, fall into that it defeats the the power and the desire uh, for the spirit of prayer in our lives. That's the third one. Um, number four. Uh, why is praying hard? We might be physically weary. We might be tired. Yeah, like at like, night, and we might be tired. Wake up. You work yeah. long hours. And when you pray, you find yourself nodding off to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're tired. We work. We're whatever it may be. Um, it may just be 
Um, I think that's a big obstacle to prayer is being tired. Um, and that's not always, this is not always sinful. So like when I'm thinking through these obstacles to prayer, don't automatically think of things that are sinful. That's a good point. Being tired of working all day is not a sin, right? You're supposed to be, right? Yeah. God designed us to work. Yeah. Go back, go back to, say so everybody always, everybody always hating on work, right? Go back to the creation story in Genesis and you will find that before sin enters the world, Adam and Eve were made to work before. Mm-hmm. So it's not like work. us working is this curse or this punishment that comes from sin, that sin caused it. Like we were made to work from before, right? He gives them the garden, the animals, all these things, and says, subdue it, work it, right? So we were made to work. So like it's not always sinfulness that that keeps us from, that becomes an obstacle to prayer, that keeps us from praying, right? That makes it hard to pray. Sometimes it's because we work and we're tired and we're people who have to have sleep, right? And so yeah. sometimes we nod off in prayer or whatever because of that. As a matter of fact, um, I have been a person who's always struggled with sleep. So I can, I can, I have a hard time going to sleep. Now, once I'm asleep, game over. I'm fine, right? I put my CPAP mask on. I look like, uh, I look like Maverick from Top Gun, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I can sleep. And then when it's a day off or something, if the kids don't wake me up, I can sleep late. I don't have no problem with that. Um, but I struggle to go to sleep because I struggle to turn my mind off. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? And so what I end up doing is, is a horrible habit. It's been happening to me now for about five years. It's an awful habit where I stay up as late as I can possibly stay up, right? Because I cannot turn my brain off. And so that means that I'll go to bed at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning every single night. Um, and what I have found, though, is is that... It's funny how this works. I've found that if I pray, I'll go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll just go to sleep. So maybe it's just the fact that you're tired. That's the fourth one. Here's the fifth one. Um, we're all ill-disciplined. Like, that's another reason why prayer is difficult. We all struggle with discipline. We haven't helped our times of prayer by fixing a routine for them. Right. Like we have not sat down and said, all right, let's be disciplined about this thing about called prayer. So I'm going to make a routine to make sure that I'm making priority first. We haven't fixed a discipline for that. Like we've done other mundane things like you have a discipline to brush your teeth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you fixed a discipline for it. You have a you have a discipline to eat a meal. Right. (laughs) Like You're going to eat these meals during these times. You know, in this range, somewhere or another, we're going to have breakfast. Somewhere or another, we're going to have lunch. Somewhere or another, we're going to dinner. Like we fixed this routine. Right. We fixed this routine there. Yeah. Like I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to have a cup of coffee for my work day. Um, We've made that routine happen or even going to bed. We've got a going to bed routine or a shower routine, like face washing right, routine. Right, right. <laughs> so we've made these routines that are that all that is is a discipline. We've made yeah. a discipline there, um, and we've taught ourselves that discipline, and we've taught our kids that discipline. Like right now, we just entered in the phase where our son must bathe every single day, right? Because he is now a middle school. He's, he would hate me saying this, but he ain't listening to podcasts anyway. He's a middle schooler, so he can't go more than a day. Without showering no more because he stinks. Because everybody's going to be able to tell. Right, right, he stinks. And you don't want to be the stinky kid in class. And so he he stinks. And so we've, we've now baked into him this routine of every night, get home, get dinner, get your schoolwork doing, take a shower, right? And then we've also taught them how to shower. Like you've got a, you've got a routine in your shower. Everybody does. Yeah, everyone does, right? yeah. Like you know that you're going to. 
before this day's over with, at least one time, you're going to wash your armpits and your butt and all those places, right? I mean, <laughs> your you, feet. You're going you're gonna to get them. <laughs> and so you've made this discipline for it. And so one of the reasons why we struggle with prayer, or why it's hard, is because we're ill We haven't made a discipline for it like we have other things, right? I mean, yeah. that's a pretty simple way. And once again, is that sinful? Well, yeah, I mean, it's sinful not to prioritize prayer. But is it sinful that you haven't made a specific discipline for it? Maybe not. I mean, it's probably not intentional. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Um, here's another one. Um, we're callous towards the hurting world around us. Like another That's reason really why we good. don't pray enough mm-hmm. is because we just we see it every day. We listen to it every day. We're just callous to it. Yeah, you know? desensitized. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We, we just or we don't care. Yeah. Right? That. Mm-hmm. You know, like like when you see bad news on the news every single day like like all right i'll give you an example this is bad this is bad but let's do it these mass shootings happening all the time yeah right all the time when they first started happening i remember where i was when columbine happened wow um i was working um in the danville hospital and valerie's grandma i was on shift I was a nursing assistant, by the way, so I changed grown-up people's diapers. Mm -hmm. That was my job. Um, As a matter of fact, somebody said when we had babies, they were like, how are you going to change them babies and babies' diapers? That's nasty. And I was like, I can change, if I, I can change adult diapers, I can change baby diapers in my sleep. I can change, I can change Livia's diapers while I'm eating a sandwich. Like, it ain't no big (laughs) deal. Um, But, but I was, and Valerie's uh, grandmother was in the hospital. And so I went up, took a break from my shift and went up to see her grandma in the Danville hospital. And the news came on about the Columbine shooting. I remember it. And it drove me to my knees to pray. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, got to pray for this. Yeah. And like when 9-11 happened, the whole country was praying. Mm -hmm. I mean, churches were packed, packed. There were churches in New York that had people people outside who those churches had been dead and there had been nobody there for a long time, right? And they were just packed out. Um, And then, you know, as after shooting, after shooting, after shooting, after shooting, now when I read the news about the shooting that just happened, um, there was one that just happened in Florida mm-hmm. where a white supremacist dude walks into a Dollar General um, with this swastika hate manifesto of killing black people, um, and he shoots and kills three random black people before he kills himself. That's so tragic. It's horrible, right? It's mm-hmm. awful. And yet it didn't drive me to my knees to pray like the other shooting did a long time ago, right? Because we get callous to the pain around us in the world. you just keep hearing it happening yeah, and happening, get, yeah. You get callous to it, right? And so instead of us going, oh, my gosh, let me pray for these people. Let me pray for this situation. Let me pray for change in the world, you know? Yeah. We just get callous to it. Same thing with the 9-11 stuff, right? The terrorist stuff happened some more and wars happened some more and now – when there's a terrorist action, we are we as driven to prayer anymore? I mean, I can't answer for everybody individually. I'm just saying, in general, we get callous to it, right? So one of the reasons why prayer is hard is because we get callous to the needs in the world and the struggles in the world around us. Um, here's another one. Uh, we have a false sense of independence. So another reason why prayer is hard is because you got a false sense of independence. We think we can handle everything on our own. Mm-hmm. And so... We figure out ways to handle it ourselves, um, and we don't need to pray then. 
And that's one of those things where it's like it can be happening and you don't even realize it because you're just so used to doing that. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And we start to listen to the world around us with that stuff. So we go, okay, well, I'm struggling with this or I don't know what to do at work. Let me read a book or let me go ask somebody. Right. Instead of going, I I can't do things on my own. Like I'll do those things. That's fine. God calls us to be people of action. Right. Right. But I also I'm I'm not independent. I'm dependent on yeah, God, and so let me go right. to God, right? But we get this we get this uh, false sense of independence that takes over, and it makes it hard to pray. Um, here's my last one. Um, also, we get hard. It's hard to pray sometimes, where we have obstacles of prayer because we can lose heart. Mm-hmm. We get disappointed um, at what has happened in our lives or what is happening, and we lose heart. And so it's almost like a, it's almost like a, I give up. It's almost like waving the white flag, right? We we get disappointed, we get hurt, um, and we go. We don't, we may not say this out loud, but what we're basically doing is we're saying, "What's the point?" Right? What's the point? And, yeah. You know, and I think all those things are obstacles for us to pray. And that's just a quick list. I'm sure there's plenty more, but. But those are good points. Yeah. And, it, and it, all those things obviously vary, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not all not all that sinfulness. Um, some of it's just the way life is. Some of it is us as people, you know, in general. Um, some of it's overall sinfulness, but not our specific walking in sin that caused those things. But prayer is hard. Like hear me, hard. I think, it is. I think out of all the spiritual disciplines, um, I think that prayer – Consistent prayer, um, prayer that is bold, prayer that is in the moment too, but not just disciplined, all that together, prayer that is listening and not just speaking, I think it is the most difficult discipline there is. Yeah. So if you took all the spiritual disciplines, which by the way, there's more than just five, right? But if you took all the spiritual disciplines, I think prayer is the most difficult one, which is crazy too, because it is the one that requires hardly anything of us and can happen at anywhere at any time. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I think prayer is the prayer we're talking about, right? Like being mature in prayer is more difficult than being mature in tithing and giving. Mm-hmm. I think it's more difficult, um, which doesn't make no sense because it ought to be more difficult to do those things. But, but for some reason, prayer is very, very hard. And I think it's because it's crucial to our walk with the Lord. Like it's crucial. And it just, it requires time and you have to kind of somewhat, I mean, you could be going and praying, but you have to kind of stop some type of thing going in your head long enough to be like, God, I need you in talking to God. You know, you have to stop these other things going on because we're always overthinking. There's always some type of voice going on. You know what I mean? You have to, it has to be a focus, right? mm -hmm. Um, and, And it's just very difficult. So hear that, hear that if you're listening. Well, I just told you some things that make praying hard. Most people don't pray well. Most people struggle with it, including me as your pastor, Stephanie as your me. host. Like, like I'm just telling you, most people struggle with it. So, um, here's how we here's how we usually do it. Most of us treat prayer like a raincoat. You know what I mean when I say that. Um, most people treat prayer like a raincoat. You don't get the raincoat out unless it's raining. Yeah. And then when it ain't raining. You put the raincoat back up, mm-hmm. and that's how we usually treat prayer. We don't get it out until 
the rain in the world is coming on us and we're struggling. And then the minute it's not, we put it back in the closet, you know, and we don't use it again. That's how most of us treat prayer. And that's the temptation all the time for us all to end up that way with prayer, even if we're not doing it intentionally, just accidentally. It's what we do. Like when we're in trouble, when we're struggling, we pray. When things are good, we don't. That's the problem. Um, Mm -hmm. And most of us treat it that way. And so let me uh, transition to give you some ingredients of prayer, to go back to our acrostic, right? Um, Let me give you some ingredients of prayer. The acrostic is ACTS, A-C-T-S, A-C-T-S, ACTS. And so when you think of prayer, think about, um, I'm going to make sure that I hit ACTS, A-C-T-S. Journal it. Journal it down. All right, X, A-C-T-S. It's actually quite easy. This has been around forever. I have no idea who wrote it, but it's been around forever. So don't give me no credit for it. Um, I, ain't, I, don't, I didn't Since before it. you were born? Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, long before. And how old are you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am 43. So it's been a while, everyone. It's been a long time. Um, so here's your ingredients of prayer. X, A-C-T-S. So the A is for adoration, right? So okay. start your prayer off with adoration. Now, of course, you don't got to do these things in order. I'm just saying that if our prayers include these four things, we're going to be doing good. And then we try to do this frequently, try to do it on a disciplined schedule, but also in the moment. So the first thing you do is you start off with adoration. You love him. You love God. He's your father. Adore the God who has done all these things in your life. Adore the God who has given you all the blessings. Adore the God who has saved your rotten, stinking Glory, thieving, rat, soul. Adore him, right? Yeah. Adore him. He's your father. He loves you, and you love him. I don't know how this happened. I did not do it intentionally, and and I struggle with prayer. I already said this, but I have been listening to myself. I have to listen to myself in my job, which I hate. I hate doing. Like <laughs> Steph and I have to listen to ourselves on the podcast. We have to we have to do a sound check. We have to listen to ourselves, and we have to go back and we have to listen to the podcast. I have to listen to messages that I record. Right, I have to listen to all these things, and I hate doing it. But I've noticed over the past about three years that every single time I pray in some sort of recording that I listen to, and then I've noticed it happens naturally anyway, um, the, I start off every prayer the same way. And I go, God, I love you. Every single time. So I just I just listened to the message from Sunday again. Yesterday I just listened to the message. And the closing prayer, the same thing. I started off with, God, I love you. Every single time. And there's been, I don't know where that's come from, right? But that's what I'm talking about with adoration, right? Like start that prayer off with, I love you, right? I, I, don't, I need stuff from you, but I'm going to get to that. <laughs> I'm worried about things, but I'm going to get to that. Um, I'm worried about other people, but I'm going to get to that. I, I thank you for stuff, but I'm going to get to that too, mm-hmm. right? I love you. Right. Like that's your beginning. And, and a quick, easy way to do it, I'm not telling you to do it because I'm doing it this way. I don't even know how it happened for me, to be honest with you, is just to start off with, God, I love you, Um I love you. And it didn't, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily more than that, but adoration is where you begin. So that's the A from Acts. Adoration. Say, I love you. Um, right. The C is confession. Now, confession is painful. It is. Confession is tough because what confession does is it digs beneath our surface. It makes you throw off the mask and the disguises, and it lifts up the truth. Right, and so let's go. Let's go. I love you, God. But then let's also make sure our prayers involve confession. Right, taking off the mask, being who we are, letting the truth bubble up. In other words, be honest. Like confess and be honest to God. God, like I love you. 
and I have not made you first, and I have failed to to think of you, and I ain't prayed in two weeks, you know, and, and I you know, just conf- just be honest, just be real, right? Um, be realer than you would in any other place ever in your life. Like if you're the person on here who thinks I'm real and I try to live a real life and be authentic. By the way, that's me. Like that's the whole point of this podcast is to give me an opportunity to be even more authentic. That's the whole point. If that's the case, I want to be realer in my prayers. Mm-hmm. Like you be real with God in confession like you can't be with anybody else. Because he knows it. <laughs> and and that part of that means that you might pray a little irreverently. Mm-hmm. You might and this people ain't some people ain't gonna like me saying this. But that means your prayers are probably not going to sound polished like that Sunday school teacher sound in the beginning, you know, when you first yeah. listen to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you might need to get in irreverent. You might, be, you might need to confess in an honest way that's gut-wrenching, that uses some terms that you might seem might feel a little irreverent, but you're being as honest as you can be with God. You know, be honest with him. He already knows anyway, right? And this is your intimate communication with him. And so... Don't just add, don't just adore, but also confess. And in that confession, be really honest. And it's painful to do that. Um, it is. So that's the C. A-C-T is thanksgiving, right? This is where you want to make sure that all your prayers in, involve being thankful. A heart of gratitude grows so much in our life. Like, if you want the things of God to grow in your life in every place, be grateful, Gratitude grows so much. It yeah. changes so many things. Be grateful, be thankful, and it changes your life in ways that you see and in ways that you don't see. And so you want to that third one is is you want to be thankful. God, thank you. And be specific. You know, like we often will pray, and it's okay if you don't. Like you may have a you may have a quick little prayer that you're before you walk into something, before you get out of your car, or this realization of Man, I ain't prayed all day today. Let me pray real fast, right? Um, and you may just go, oh, God, I thank you, and you move on. Or get specific. Like, thank God for all the things he's given you. Start listening. And here's even a better one. Don't thank him for what he's given you. Thank him for who he is. That's good. Thank him for his attributes. So instead of going, God, thank you for my children, um, say, thank you, God, that you give good gifts, that you're, that you're, that you're a good father. Instead of saying thank you for my job, my paycheck, which by the way we rarely ever do, um, we'll thank God for the things that the paycheck buys, but we rarely ever thank God for the paycheck. Um, it's funny, but instead of thanking Him for the stuff He gives you, try to become disciplined in thanking Him for an attribute of, of who He is. Right. So God, I thank you that you are a patient God. Mm-hmm. I thank you that you are a kind God. You know, I think that you. I thank you that you are all knowing. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for you being all knowing and in every place. You're a every healer, moment. right? Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like instead of for the specifics, and so, but regardless, it doesn't matter. Be thankful, right? And so, make sure you communicate that thankfulness to God. And so, we got adoration. Say, I love you. We've got confession. Be honest, right? Gut wrenchingly honest. We've got thankfulness, right? And so, show gratitude. Thank God for who He is and what He's given you. And the last one is supplication. So that's ACTS. S is supplication. Now, supplication is not only praying for ourselves, but it's praying for other people, right? That's it's, good. It's taking needs before God, but not just your own needs, right? Um, and so supplicate, right? Take your needs before God, but also take other people's needs before God. Pray for other people. 
Make it a habit in your prayers to lift up other people. Um, if you look at if you look at the Lord's Prayer, which virtually everybody knows because everybody had to say it before their football game or their basketball game or their cheerleading or whatever it was they did. Some coach made them say the Lord's Prayer, especially in the South. It still happens all the time. It's funny to me how a coach will – I just watched this the other day. I just watched a documentary on the Florida Gator football team under the coach Urban Meyer. Some of you all have no idea what I'm talking about. That's okay. Um, it was bizarre to me that Urban Meyer created this insane culture with, let's face it, young adults, children playing a football game as college students where you would scream and lose your mind at them and curse at them. And then they would have this charge right before game where he's like, go out there and get those MFers, right? I mean, literally. And wow. then it would be, go get those MFers, let's pray. And then they put oh my gosh. the Lord's <laughs> Prayer, right? But in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches you all of this, by the way. Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus lays out how to pray. And you'll notice is that he's praying for other people in the prayer too. So it's it's not it's it's supplication, right? Not just praying for your needs, but for the needs around you, the people around you, right? Pray for your children, pray for your husband, pray for your wife, pray for your moms and your dads, and um, pray for your coworkers, um, pray for your enemies, right? Especially pray, your enemies. Pray for those people, right? Mm-hmm. And don't pray that they get hit by a bus. That's not what I'm talking about. Like pray that. <laughs> Don't pray that they move away so you don't have to see them anymore. Like, pray that God would work in their lives. Like, pray that they would be blessed. Right? You yeah, want to talk about heart, and yeah. you want to talk about a change. And I look, I'm telling you something right now that I struggle with so bad. Um, so what? What I'll end up doing is I'll end up confessing God. What I really want to do is I want to pray for them to get by a bus. But what I'm going to do instead <laughs> is I'm going to pray for them to be blessed. Like I struggle with this so much. But you want to you want to talk about something that'll change your life. If you started praying for the people that you don't like, um, I ain't even going to go the enemy route. Let's just go the pray for people you don't like. You're struggling with. <laughs> Man, it changes everything. It really does. It changes everything. It, that, is a, that is a restructuring your own heart. Um, if you're praying for blessings, specific blessings for people you don't like. Like it yeah. is a game changer. Yeah. Um, and Steph and I are both being personally convicted right now because we just had a conversation before this podcast. I've been feeling the pull <laughs> lately to really do that more because it's been struggle. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> like it, it, it's a game changer. It changes your whole outlook and how you see them and all those things. And it and it and it it rewires your heart. Um, and it, it also makes you trust God to rewire theirs instead yes. of, you know, instead of just because if you don't do this with people you don't like, it will go from I don't like them to I hate them very fast. That's true. You know what I mean? Um, and nothing nothing squelches I hate people or I hate this person, or, I dislike this person faster than actually praying for them. So let me review Acts, A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, right? And and those are just nice, cool words. But once again, it's basically say, I love you, <laughs> be mm-hmm. honest about your struggles, uh, thank him, and then pray for other people. That's what that really is, right? And hand up needs. Um, and then the only thing I could add to this, which is not, is, is not in here because it's not cool, it doesn't make the acrostic cool, is shut up. Right? <laughs> just shut up. Just shut up. Just be quiet. Right? You know what I mean? Like, like don't just don't just immediately go. I'm gonna pray. Start talking, and then Amen. The prayer's over with. Just shut up a little bit. Right? Mm-hmm. So we maybe we should say A C T S S. 
Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, and shut up. <laughs> or if you want to be more holy than me, steal, right? Be still. Oh, right? that, yeah. That's better, right? But I like shut up. <laughs> oh, you're going to be like, shut your mouth. <laughs> that was not it. Stillness is the one we would Stillness, say. Okay. So your cool words are adoration, confession, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, and stillness. Yeah. Your, your, uh, what does that really mean is I love you, be honest, thank you. Pray for other people's needs and shut up. <laughs> Does that sound good? Yeah, it does. does. Right? I don't know why I pause, but yes. Me neither. <laughs> That's what we need to do in prayer. Pause. So let's recap, Steph. Our big takeaway from this episode is know that, um, know for certain <laughs> that everybody struggles with prayer. Right. right, everyone. That most people struggle with prayer. Know for certain that. And then be aware of the obstacles and things that um, keep us from praying. Add to that list, if you want to, that we just made a few minutes ago. And then focus on um, including things in your prayer that are changing, right? these The reason that these things are here um, in the whole Acts acrostic that we were making is because they change you. Right, they, yeah. they, they change you. Um, you're, you de- declaring your love for God changes you. Confessing your issues and struggles and being honest changes you. Being thankful and having gratitude changes your attitude. Um, praying for the needs of others, right, changes you. And being quiet, being still, shutting up, it changes you because it lets the Holy Spirit speak to you, right, instead of you doing all the talking. So that's our recap. Yeah, and if you feel like there's anything you want to add to the list or if you have started to uh, use the Acts thing that Adam is talking about, yeah. just comment and let us know Yeah, on comment, social media. let us know. You can send us an email. Well, I don't think we've ever thrown this out here before, um, but you can send us an email. Um, it's messywalk at unionchurch.co, right? No M on the end, .co. You can comment. You can message us, right? Feel mm-hmm. free. Both Steffi and I both interact with the social media stuff along with our social media people. And so, or person, her name's Johnny. Shout out to Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Um, you know, f- feel free. We'd love to. Um, we're all in this thing together, right? Yeah, so we're we all are. in this together. And we're all in this podcast together. That's why we're here, right? That's why we're doing it. Um, this is not something for us to get rich and famous from, right? Because right, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this, stuff not, this stuff is not good enough for that. Yeah. So anyway, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you listen. And um, like Steph said, interact with it. Yeah. yeah. Follow us on um, Instagram and Facebook. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Yeah. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.